Support for this podcast is provided by Cosmic, a Portland-based agency consisting of technologists, storytellers, and strategists who help nonprofits and B Corps quickly grow revenue and impact. Start growing your mission-driven organization with Cosmic at AmplifyPDX.com. Support for this podcast is also provided by the PDX Executive Assembly, a membership of leaders from Portland companies, led by executives from the Trailblazers, Adidas, Yakima, and more, Assembly's curated cohorts of executives serve to accelerate leadership development and build a meaningful network of peers, free from press and sales solicitation. Join now at pdxexecutiveassembly.com. From that cast creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast. A show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Hey everyone, welcome back to the PDX Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Bruton. Uh, one thing I love to dig into, as all of you know, is small business, um, especially some that are here operating in the Portland area and, and you know the West Coast too. So I'm excited to have uh, Stefan Longo, who's the Vice President of Marketing for Repipe Specialists on the podcast. And you might have heard their ads. They advertise a lot on the radio here locally and a lot of lo- local uh, publications. So I'm excited to have uh, Stefan on. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Dan. Yeah, you bet. And I was telling you before we uh, started recording that uh, I'm a customer. We revived our house with your team, gosh, February of 2020, right before all the craziness happened. And yeah. I had a great experience. And, and again, as a marketer myself, uh, I, I really appreciate some of the, the things you do around you know, getting your brand out and promoting your team. So I wanted to get in that as well. But to start, just love to learn more about you, your role, and just the company in general, Re- Repipe. Sure. Yeah. I've been with the company for six plus years and we have grown quite a bit since then. We just do repiping. Mm-hmm. We repipe homes, hot and cold water. We, we are not, we don't do your typical plumbing services and it's, it's a big thing. There's a, there's a lot of reasons we can get into why people need to have their homes repiped, what goes wrong, what are the symptoms, mm-hmm. but we've been growing since day one. I've been here. I think we yeah. were maybe in six, seven states mm-hmm. at the time. We're in about 12 states now. Great. And, you know, Portland, Houston, Southern California remain to be some of our biggest markets. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. There's some nuances as to why, but, you know, we, it's been a great thing. I mean, it's a great company. You know, we do hire local plumbing crews, local sales reps, and all of the operations and marketing are out of Burbank, California. Okay. And that's kind of it in a nutshell of what we do. Yeah. And I appreciate that. We don't have to go on the reasons of if you have to repipe your house, because I know all about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Old sure. pipes and yeah. all that. But uh, <laughs> so it was one of those things that your team really came to my rescue. I guess what what's interesting, especially about the company is I want to get into locally let's start about just the folks that work for you and specifically in the, the trade. So my experience was, uh, you know, I did the process. Uh, I heard your advertising. I worked with a, a sales rep and then the team came and 
Uh, I'm not joking. I think there's about 10 people came to my house and got it done in like five hours, which is pretty, uh, yes. pretty, pretty incredible. So you lived up to what you say in your ads, but those folks that were there, um, kind of ran the gamut of folks who had been in the trade for a long time, some younger folks. And what I, uh, during the pandemic, I think these types of jobs are very in demand. So I was curious to see, did you have a lot of trouble maybe during the pandemic hiring folks or how, how um, did that play out? At the time when the pandemic happened, it wasn't, uh, we weren't facing any shortages of reps or crews at the time. Yeah. The biggest impact we had was, I think it was the first couple of weeks, people were very hesitant about wanting you in their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's how we do a free estimate. So we quickly changed and we offered the virtual estimate where we can do it by phone, whether yeah. FaceTime or, or Zoom, whatever they preferred. You know, the, the, uh, to be honest, it was maybe 30% of the people took us up on that. Okay. Um, we did see a hit. You know, sales did go yeah. down the first couple of weeks, but then that was it. Every week going forward that year, we did better than the same week the previous year. Mm-hmm. So there was a shift in marketing strategy. You, you know, things were crazy. And what we did is instead of booking three months out, we didn't know how things were going to pan out. Um, you know, I was checking COVID stats by area daily yeah. um, because it was there was such an unknown quantity of what was going to happen. Was it going to get worse? Was it going to get better? Was it as bad as it was being portrayed or conveyed? Yeah. You know, we picked up right away, probably the third, fourth week. It, it was better, but mm-hmm. we booked our media week at a time because we just okay. didn't know what was going to happen. It was a huge manual process. But I I think the silver bullet in this was for us was media was a lot less money. Everybody Mm -hmm. stopped advertising. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, the radio stations and the TV stations were just happy that we kept our schedule. So we got kind of a reduced rate and we we spent less anyways, because we we just didn't know. We didn't want to put out this investment and it didn't, you know, return uh, results for us as to do repipes. Um, you know, we're direct response driven. Yeah. So every week, my job is to get a certain amount of appointments set up by area every week. And the last thing you want to do is spend, you know, money and yeah. and have an issue out there where people were afraid to do that. You know, we we were prepared to slow down and just, you know, use a different cadence going forward. But that was the only issues we had. Well, I appreciate you going over that because I think some of the folks who listen to our podcast, you know, they're small business owners, but a lot of them may be in B2B, so they don't have that direct response kind of right. model. But I think there's some learnings from that, like you said, slowing down, kind of really taking a hard look, but also staying on the path of what's been successful for you already, yes. right? If you don't have a good online game, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it makes it that much harder to navigate when you have a hurdle like this. In Portland specifically, we had a very good reputation. We've been there for a long time. We have this X factor in in marketing. If if you look at referrals, it's huge. It's probably about 20% of our business there. So that kind of is a nice little engine that keeps us going. But the online game, you know, meaning being able to be found, 
having listings, whatever works for your business, whether it's Angie's List, BBB, mm-hmm. Google My Business, Yelp, mm-hmm. um, making sure it matches up with your website, organic and paid. That's a huge thing because we do use top funnel mediums such as TV and radio mm-hmm. that are very costly. Mm-hmm. But because we comprehensively um, plan that with our, our website, program. It works for us. So the TV lead could be a high CPL, Mm -hmm. but altogether it averages out to the target CPL I need to stay within. Um, But that online game is critical at at a time like this because people are searching their home, they're on their computer. They do have needs. Um, Some are emergency needs, some are not, but they have to be able to find you and you have to have a good presence. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's such an important reminder to especially folks who maybe, you know, don't are not advertising on some of these top of the funnel radio and TV that it is very strategic. You're still tying it together. Right. Um, and I want to get yes. to the, ref- the referrals because I think that's something you do very well. That's almost like a lost art a little bit. So, mm-hmm. for example, uh, you know, I was a customer of yours and I think a- afterwards they ask, hey, we have this sh- the sheet. It's literally like five pages of every customer. If you ever want to reach out to anybody on this, here's the phone number. They said, it's okay. Yes. I've honestly, seven, this is, you know, I've never, this, it's kind of old school, right? But I've told, I, I've got probably at least five calls uh, of people just calling me. It's like, cause I gave my permission. And I think that's very effective. And I find myself, um, cause I had a good experience <laughs> kind of like pitching <laughs> your yeah. team. But that, you know, explain that because I think referrals is kind of a lost art, whether you're B2B or B2C, like that trust. Yeah. You know, it goes back to that old school thing Uh where, you know, you have to remember yourself as being permission marketing based. You you can't assume that you interrupted their day and you say, hey, buy from me. Uh, you, You have to have a very authentic, hey, if you have these problems, here's what's happening. Um, here's what you need to do. And here's why we're the best at that, right? Right. Your value proposition. But today's world, the authentic part is huge, especially in what we do. And I'll back up before I get into why we we focus on that kind of a referral program and and what our total referral program looks like. In repiping, people don't even, this is a Unless you're in Orange County, everybody knows what a repipe is right there. (laughs) Um, But in other areas, they don't really necessarily get what's happening. And they don't know what it is, what the benefit of a repipe is. Why are they doing it in the first place? And they're about to drop $8,000 and they're not beautifying their home. They're just getting their pipes freed up, right? So they might not get a leak anymore. Um, Their water pressure might be a little bit better and that's it. So when they do that research, part of that, yes, they can go online and look a little bit more information of why you want to do a repipe. But we want them to talk to our customers. We definitely pride ourselves and we do have a better process. Our our crews have been with us on average for about 15 years and they're trained to do a repipe a certain way, which is very different from most teams that do this. We do it in one to two days. That's very uncommon. It's usually five, six days, and it's not consecutive days. And then we patch, we texture, we pull permits. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. But the referrals are done in two ways. One, we do it up front. We want you to feel comfortable about your decision. And then two, we'll send you a customer satisfaction survey after you're done. And 
We will then ask you, hey, if you feel so inclined, we'd love to have you leave a review. This is how most people hear about us. It's very powerful. And we'd appreciate it if you can help us. You you wouldn't believe how powerful those reviews are. I mean, you're in marketing, you know how powerful they are. But you know, we can come to a market, you know, with TV and radio and a robust marketing plan. Um, but until the reviews start trickling in, that's when we start getting the traction, right? Mm. That's where the dollar becomes more powerful on mm. the marketing spend. Um, we have work to do. Um, when we start a new market, you know, week one, week two, week three, month one, quarter one, yeah. uh, it takes a little bit of time because people are going to do a little homework. They want to find out who are these guys, who's the competition. Let me read a little bit about it. It's very big in what we do. Yeah. I love that. And I think that goal that almost, you know, all your media spend, all the organic, you know, content or, or top of the funnel thing really ties back to those referrals. And, you know, as a consumer researching, like you said, and you know that that's really the ultimate kind of endorsement, why right? Maybe when the folks move forward, right? So yes. I, I think a lot of companies forget about that. And maybe if they're in the B2B space, it's a little different, a little, um, I don't know, more difficult, but maybe it's, th there might not even be an ask of that. So I, I think, you know, reminding folks of that, whether no matter what vertical or business you're in, it's still the ultimate, most powerful thing, right? Yeah. You know, it, it goes back to, you have to have your customer hat on all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, no matter what you're working on in marketing, operations, sales, um, it's not going to align. Um, mm -hmm. you, if you don't know who your customer is, what they want, what their pain points are, how to make their life a little bit easier, we are going to go into their home for a day or two. And it's a very intrusive job. We do a great job. And you know, we, we always hear afterwards, wow, you know, I had no idea the process was going to be that efficient that well done, our house is going to be left clean. Um, you know, we, we make some holes in the walls, you know, and as you probably know, we number them, we cut them a certain way, we put them right back in. Um, it, it's a process, but you do have to have your customer hat on because otherwise you're working off a different page Yeah, and it's never going to make sense to them. You know, so mm -hmm. even if we are going to change how we email a customer before their repipe, or we are going to follow up with them or the content within an ad. Um, uh, we do tons of research on our customers, tons. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Even in the customer satisfaction survey, you know, I ask, you know, three or four selfish marketing questions because I want to make sure I'm on the same page and we're not losing track of a trend that could be happening, you know, in an area. Every area is a very unique business model. No two markets are the same. Are there a lot of things we beg, borrow, and steal off from sure. a marketing approach? Yes. But there are tweaks we have to make for each market. So you have mm -hmm. to understand why. Why were we doing that? Yeah. And I'm curious if you don't mind sharing some of the tweaks. I mean, uh, you mentioned that Portland's one of your better markets. Uh, let's zoom in on Portland. And from a, a sure. marketing strategy, what's some of the stuff that you find works that Maybe it doesn't work in other markets or vice versa. Yeah. So in in from a marketing side, we we used animated ads. Uh, we have an animated TV ad. We tested that back in late 2001. There were only so many markets it worked in. There were just some markets people just tune out. They see a huh. animated ad, they think nothing to do with my <laughs> need, right? They just tune out. In Portland, 
the Bay Area and Seattle, it worked. And we, you know, we know because we track it and it does well. Every, everything we do has a unique tracking number. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if I use three TV stations in Portland, each ad, each station has a unique tracking number. So when we get the call, we see exactly why they're called. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we have attribution methods that even if they're calling in from an internet number, we can trace it back to a TV spot, radio spot. That's one of the things. The other thing in Portland is, is um, the people there are, our ratio of qualified calls to appointments is very high. Hmm. Okay. So that is kind of a metric that we can count on in Portland. Same thing with Seattle. It's just a very high number. Um, it also tells you kind of some degree, you, you know, you, you have a very um, good brand image there. Mm-hmm. Um, people think highly of you. you. You see the reviews. They do count. It helps us. It kind of pre-sells. It answers a lot of questions without them having to come to us. And I think secondly is um, having that referral cycle. You can build off that. So we can take from a marketing point of view, we can take some chances and risk and try something different and see, hey, how does that work for us? And even if it doesn't work, that's okay. You know, yeah. we tested it. It didn't work. That's fine. Uh, and as we get more into the digital side of TV and going into some, you know, affiliate and some influencer type mm-hmm. sponsorships on YouTube, things like that, mm-hmm. um, we'll test those out. And, and for, for sure, you know, Portland, Seattle, uh, San Diego, SoCal, those will be our first markets that will do it is because we feel very comfortable in those markets that we have that, let's just say X factor appeal. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, I love that testing mindset too, right? You're not just staying in your own lane what works really well you're trying new things which is uh which is great and it's yeah it's sometimes easy to a little overwhelming because there are so many new things <laughs> right uh so no, i appreciate it. well uh just to transition a little bit as we kind of get to the end of our time what's the future of the company and is it can you share is it family owned or i don't know what kind sure. of future it is yeah um the future is we are on a huge growth trajectory in the years i've been with Repipe, six years, you know, we probably went from, you know, mid 20 million in revenue to mm-hmm. about 80. Wow. Okay. Um, we were just uh, back in December, uh, we had some buy-in from private equity and we, our CEO is still here. Um, we are all here, no changes. They just recognize that um, we've done some good things over the last six, seven years. Um, they saw a lot of faith in the future of the company. We are uh, going through a value creation process right now where we're kind of fixing the holes in the boat, um, shoring things up, and then planning to go deeper in existing markets and opening up in some new territories, um, some new market entries that make good sense for us. And that's where we're going. You know, um, I think, you know, same, same locked and loaded value of what we do, same approach. It's just, we just wanted to make sure that um, we can um, just spread our footprint across the states. Um, I think we all firmly believe we we offer one of the best, the best repipe yeah. service in the market, and it's something that we just want to take um, and expand. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. And for the folks that you know, again, like um, you know, I'm a big proponent of younger folks getting into the trade, you know, that path. And I assume what's kind of the path or opportunity for folks who may be coming out of school, high school, or, or, you know, in in their first part of their career of 
doing that? What kind of training do you do for them? So I think there's it's a huge opportunity for people. For marketers coming in, into no, the for, trade? Yeah, for no, for maybe folks that they're actually in the houses doing the repiping. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we actually, Dan, we just hired two folks in our department now that are just focused on plumbing recruiting mm-hmm. um, because we can't grow. We can only grow at the speed of how many crews we board, yeah. identify, train, and show them the love because they're part of the team. Yeah. Yeah. And it, uh, again, I think it's, it's great to hear you're growing. So there's those opportunities in the plumbing trade. Uh, there's expanding. All right. Uh, we yes. look, I have two young kids and I always, we always talk to my son, like there's different paths you can go. And I, I think that the, being in the trades like that is uh, going to be, oh, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. So it's great to hear yeah. like you're investing in people like that. So uh, well, as we go, uh, Stefan, where, where can folks maybe learn more about you, connect with you if they want to, but more about Repipe as well? Yeah. Repipe, we're at repipe.com. That's our main site. Up in the top, you'll see all the locations we serve. There's a location tab. I'm uh, Stefan Longo on LinkedIn. You can find me and uh, be happy to connect with anybody out there, especially you get a lot of connections, uh, even in the marketing side. You know, we talk a lot privately, you know, what's happening? What are you doing? That's how you kind of stay abreast. And, you know, like you mentioned before, there's so many new tools right now, right? The key is don't lose focus of your objective. Right. Great advice. Always a great reminder because it's easy to do because there's so many distractions. (laughs) It it is. (laughs) It is. Yeah. So. Uh, well, Stefan, thanks so much for, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Dan, for having me. Appreciate it. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of ThatCast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well.